Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What is up, everybody? My name is Kyle Matovic. I am the host of the In Liberty and Health podcast, where we talk all things liberty, health and wellness, and beyond. My hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty and physical and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Man, I'm doing as good as anyone can do getting buried by his 13-year-old son on leg day. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for not being on this podcast because I got to go see Metallica. So if that's a problem, kiss my ass. Okay. All right, everybody, this is In Liberty and Health, episode 116, and I've been looking forward to making this chat in particular happen for quite a while. I think I've probably plugged her since the very beginning of the podcast, so it's cool to finally have her on. Um, I have the great Kate Crosby with me today. Kate, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm glad to be yeah, of course. I'm, I'm great. And like I said, I'm very, very stoked to have you here. So uh, I guess I'll start with uh, first things first on all libertarian podcasts. Um, what made you a libertarian? And then what kind of turned you onto the libertarian party? <laughs> I guess what made me a libertarian is kind of like uh, several things like all in like at one time in mm-hmm. my life, uh, dealings with the state uh, through. So first it started like, um, well, I don't even, I don't ever know where to like start because there's just like so much. Um, so in, uh, I guess I'll just start in like 2014. Um, so my, <clears throat> my husband, my son's father, um, he was in the Marine Corps and um, he had gotten out and uh, he was struggling with PTSD and he ultimately ended up uh, committing suicide. So our son was three years old. He had just, you know, committed suicide and um that that like really made me like start to like question things about like you know the military and I started like reading some books and then I like went on YouTube you know and I found like Adam Kokesh and like Iraq veterans against the war and like all of this stuff like you know that there was this whole like anti-war movement out there and um so well shortly after uh my husband had passed I was in a car accident the night of his funeral and um somebody you know uh i was was killed uh so i ultimately ended up going to um jail for 19 and a half months uh and i was like before i was sentenced um i was just like waiting on trial like court dates or whatever (laughs) so that was uh in 2014 to 2016 um so i like got to see like the inner workings of the court system and it's like really not like it doesn't work the way you think it does like you think like okay well I, I did this like I admitted to this um like we we can just get get this moving you know what I mean like I wasn't mm-hmm. like like trying to fight it or whatever but like they would just not offer me a plea at all so I mean I had a public defender um they don't really talk to you much or like <laughs> tell you what they're doing they just kind of like do things you know 
Um, so I just like trusted him or whatever to like just whatever handled the case. And uh, it ended up taking seven years um, for me to get sentenced. So <clears throat> I did 19 and a half months in jail and then uh, my bail was lowered and I was bailed out um, and uh, <laughs> went home or whatever and waited another five years just to like take, ultimately end up taking a plea. Um, so I took a plea for involuntary manslaughter and um, aggravated assault with a motor vehicle um, because it was, you know, two pedestrians were walking down the middle of the road wearing black and camouflage at like three o'clock in the morning. And uh, I came around to turn and, you know, it just, it kind of, it just was so quick. And, um, but like, I called the cops immediately, you know, and like, was just so honest and upfront. So you just like think like, okay, well, like, we'll just you know, we'll go to court, I'll plead guilty, and then they'll sentence me, and we'll just, you know, what, whatever happens. See where it goes from there. Yeah, you know, um, and I just couldn't believe that, like, it would take, like, seven years, like, just, just for them to, like, still get to the same ending of, like, me, just, mm -hmm. like, yes, just let me plead guilty, you know, um, so, and while I was in there, I met, like, a lot of interesting people, uh, a lot of, like, a lot of repeat, uh, offenders, and it was all over, like, like drug, drug stuff, you know, like they were drug addicts and they were on probation. So anytime, you know, they would go back out and they would relapse and they would come right back to jail for, you know, a, a failed urine. And it's like, this isn't like rehabilitating these girls. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so you come and sit yeah. in jail, you're sick, you know, you go through this whole withdrawal process and then you get out and a lot of them end up like just dying. You know what I mean? Cause they go back out and then they just overdosed. And like watching just the whole way that the system worked and like just these people just constantly being cycled in and out and like the crimes just like not seeming to like meet what the punishments are. You know what I mean? It's like these people are struggling with like addiction, like what they, they, like locking them in a cage for 30 days is not like helpful. Like yeah. send them to rehab or you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, like maybe just not have the war on drugs, like <laughs> leave people alone. Like if they're not hurting anyone, but themselves, like, I just think, I don't know. I think personal responsibility is like just gone by the wayside and people think the government just needs to make like every decision for them. Mm -hmm. So all of that, um, you know, <laughs> like I said, I was watching Kokesh and all that, like it led me into these, to search on the internet for this. I'm like, oh, hold on a second, sorry. Oh no, you're good. Hey, you're still there. All right, because I'm like, my, my mom was calling me. Um, <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> um, but like, so I don't, I can't, it's like so hard to even remember like what like made me like, mm. so like I had been interested in all of these people and ideas and libertarian, you know, and I read mm. it and I sit in politics and I like would thought maybe I was like a conservative, but, but like not really because, you know, I, I didn't believe a lot of things that they believed as well. So uh, I knew I wasn't like a Democrat because I, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't get into the woke, any of that. Like, no, yeah. um, like it's okay if people want to be like that, but it's like, you don't have to like, you know, force it on everyone else or like teach children about it. Um, so then I, uh, <clears throat> I guess during COVID, which was really like when I decided to like get activated into the Libertarian Party after like, you know, watching all these people, like Spike Cohen was all over because he was obviously like, you know, running with Joe Jorgensen at the time mm -hmm. um, and just really like YouTube, <laughs> watching YouTube videos. I'm like just ending up like 
once you find one of them, you know, then there's like, oh, you just go to like all these other libertarians and then you're just like flooded with all this stuff. And I just remember like listening to podcasts in the car all the time for like hours and hours. And I would listen to Tom Woods and like Scott Horton and like all of these like amazing people. And it's like, mm -hmm. finally, this makes sense. Like I've always like believed this way, but like nobody ever like gave me like reasons why. Yes. These things like, you know what I mean? Like why that war on drugs is like not working and why we should just like not have things be illegal like you know and they had like long philosophical ex explanations for these things and it's like well yeah like this all just seems so common sense like so I joined um the Jorgensen campaign when she was running for president uh she did like her tour all around with the bus or whatever and uh when she came to Pennsylvania I put on two events for her and like so I'm like going out to all these campaign events for Joe Jorgensen and stuff and I have like my my three-month-old baby with me and like Andy's with us, you know, and my, my uh, 10 year old son, well, he's 11 now, but I guess he would have been like nine then. Um, so they were like, so excited and like, just thought it was like, so cool that like, you know, that their, their mom was like putting on events for like somebody running for president. Cause like when you're a kid, you know, like they don't, they don't know, yeah. uh, like the greatest thing ever. Uh, so that, uh, I, that's when I got like active in the party and then you know I was like watching everything get like locked locked down and like oh only these people are essential workers and, like Andy was like well am I like like one day he could work one day he couldn't you know it just like yeah. it was ridiculous it's like who who are who is the government to tell us that we can't even go to work or like we can't open our business or you know wear a mask and don't your kids can't go to school which we should, kids we should we should probably not send them to schools but um <laughs> but you know what I mean like like just closing out everything um that's when I really looked around and was like wow like if nobody else is like, doing anything like maybe I should like do something to make sure that like my town is you know immune from all of this or that we have people mm -hmm. that are against this you know because it just felt like nobody was really doing much and uh in my area at least you know uh but then like once I started campaigning, like I, I had tons of support from the community. Like even now, like they're still so awesome. Uh, but like really it was like my kids that maybe like want to uh, like run, I guess for, for mayor or whatever, you know, like, and then to end up winning, it was like awesome. But uh, then they just like removed me anyway. So it's like, I, I don't know. It's like, a, it's like a black pill. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. You're good. Yeah. And I know I tweeted this out, but uh, it was, um, I think it was in the same week that you got removed as mayor and that Ian Smith didn't get the nomination for uh, his congressional run in New Jersey. I'm like, man, this is a shitty fucking week for politics, for people who are liberty minded. And this isn't like it was just people in the Libertarian Party or people in the Republican Party. I mean, you had won as, or, you know, as mayor and it was against an incumbent, correct? Yes. Yeah, so you beat an incumbent, right, as a libertarian, right? Because everybody says libertarians get, get elected. Okay, well, you prove that wrong, right? And then all my friends who are against LP strategy, and I think somewhat reasonably so, um, you have this guy who defied lockdowns, went on Tucker Carlson and talked about how he defied lockdowns, booted in his own doors in May of 2020, and he did not get the bid from the GOP 
to run as a congressman in New Jersey. Like just seeing that blew my fucking mind. I'm like, why are they not putting heaven and earth behind this guy to say, hey, like he should win. He's an example of liberty, right? And same deal with the Libertarian Party. They should have said, hey, what the hell are you doing? Let, let's 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 put some support behind this guy. And same deal for you, right? You were an elected mayor. Why did the Libertarian Party come along and say, hey, what can we do to help you secure your position? What can we do to help you out and maintain your your position? Because you got elected, you beat an incumbent. We should celebrate this. But it seems like in both situations, you guys got thrown to the wolves. And it's like, well, what the fuck? Why would you do that? Why would you not help these people who are putting in the good work? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, it was, it was like frustrating because uh, like I live in the middle of nowhere. Okay, so finding a lawyer that does election law even around here was like Im impossible. Like I feel like I called every single lawyer on Google. And what's crazy, like when you get served with your quo warranto, um, which is like, what it's called or whatever that they file to remove uh, an elected official from office. So you have like uh, 20 days to reply to this. So like that's, but by the time you get it though, like it's po it's dated like five days before, you know, so now you only, have, you only have 15 because it took a week to get to you or whatever, you know? Um, and then it's like, okay, crap. Now I have 15 days. I have to like retain a lawyer well, find one and retain one, you know, and answer back to this in order to, uh, like, because that's just what you have to answer to it or whatever else. They'll just file a judgment right without you. Um, so I was, I called like every lawyer I could. And um, I, I met some really awesome people on Twitter that had helped me out a ton. Uh, like, like a, I, I won't say his name, but like he's a libertarian lawyer from uh, Pennsylvania that, uh, <laughs> that like, you know, he typed up uh, entire like things for me. Like the, if I needed something, if I couldn't find a lawyer, I, I had my answer in new matter. You know what I mean? Like I could, I could submit this or whatever and, and file pro se on, on my own. Um, it was like, you know, super nice of him to do. And then, um, I, but I ended up finding an awesome lawyer from Philadelphia who has fought these cases like on this exact issue in the Supreme Court already. So he already has like his own personal drive to take this back to the Supreme Court because like he's literally fought like this exact same case is like a felon being elected and being removed. And, you know, he fought it up to the Supreme Court for them to determine like what the terms mean because it's the Pennsylvania constitution that says I can't be mayor because um, it says in there like, you know, anyone convicted of, uh, of an infamous crime. So, what's an infamous crime you know like it's, right it's like uh okay so it's whatever the supreme court interprets that as and oh, they didn't always interpret it as all felonies you know but their most recent ruling or whatever or a couple of these case laws say that it means just all felonies so since i do have a felony then they say that makes me you know ineligible to serve but it's like when this law was like written, like in the Pennsylvania Constitution, and my lawyer argued this, he's like, this is like 180 years ago. Like when, when, when they something was an infamous crime 180 years ago, like you were like hung in the town square for that. It was like treason or like, you know, these <laughs> super crazy, like, you know, like. It's like the Wild West. Like, like, yes, exactly. And it's like, so 
the way that it's just like up to a very select few people to like mm -hmm. decide what certain words mean it's like wait a minute or, is this the only way like this country can be ran because mm -hmm. i feel like there's just got to be a better way that's like doesn't involve this and because it's only in the pennsylvania constitution it's not in the federal i can run for u.s congress i can run for like president um i just can't run for like state or local office you can decide the law of the land but you can't decide the law of the land in austin pennsylvania yeah, you're just not where, there where like these people actually uh know who i am mm -hmm. you know it's just it doesn't make sense it seems like backwards to me but then i'm like well you know maybe it makes sense like mm. all, all the crooks are in washington right so of course they have to allow them to have right. bells they're all committing them every day anyway. Right. Well, you can pretty much kill people from Washington via drone strikes or sell weapons and yep. make sure that people die overseas or sometimes even here on our own home soil. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, the one uh, guy, he was the son of a terrorist that Obama had literally drone striked back in 2014 or something like that. Uh, his name escapes me right now, but um, th th you know, the U S government literally has the power to drone strike civilians in this country, but somebody that had an incident, you know, 10 years ago, can't be mayor. It's, it's mind boggling to me, but it kind of goes to the larger point that I think radicalizes some people who may be exposed to this prison industrial complex is that it's kind of, it is it becomes home for some people right because um you get completely pummeled right let's say you're a kid and you're rough on your luck so you go out you smoke weed at nights right i mean i've never smoked weed before but you know if you want to do that go ahead whatever so you go out you're 16 years old you smoke weed and then you can't get a job right well then what do you decide to do well i got to make money somehow so then you start kind of going into harder stuff rather than them just saying like hey just don't do that. We, we're not going to arrest you. We just recommend you don't smoke weed, right? Just giving somebody a little slap on the wrist or something like that. Instead, you, you kind of make them into a monster, right? Because then they can't get a job, right? If you're a felon, then you can't run for a certain position. You can't get certain jobs. It like blackballs you. So what do you do? You just end up back in prison. It's almost like the same deal with the military too, right? These people go overseas and they come back completely traumatized and they have to go to um, whatever the fuck that... Um, the VA, right? And mm -hmm. they get terrible medications, they get terrible treatment, so they never yeah. heal, and they're not allowed to take any psychedelics or anything, which actually have which have been proven to be effective for um, you know, their conditions. So they just end up back in the VA due to bad treatments. It, it's just this constant kind of self-licking ice cream cone. And I think it radicalizes a lot of people and turns them into people like you and I who think, well, there's another way. There's got to be another way. Yeah, exactly. And like you brought up the VA, like mm -hmm the the care that like our veterans are getting like after the government has literally just like chewed them up and spit them out and like exploited them completely mm -hmm. um then they get this like just substandard care you know yeah. like a lot of them have like you know serious issues like maybe they have like tbi like you know traumatic brain injury from being deployed or you know any kind of thing like that um ptsd uh, just the back pain, like from carrying around like a huge rucksack, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like God knows how much in it with a 30 pound weapon, like, and just marching around, like it does, it does a number on like these, these young men, like children, when they get you, you're, you know, yeah. you can up at 18, like you can't smoke a cigarette or drink a beer, but like 
you can you can go to war that's fine you know the government will take you right in like they're all over the the high schools you know like mm-hmm. it's it's like i don't as an adult now i look at it like i don't know i remember like seeing posters in school hallways like of you know the national guard recruiter is coming or the you know marine corps guard like recruiter is coming and like now i just think like how predatory those practices are like <laughs> like really like they're like glorify and like glamorize it and it's like this is fucking war like there's nothing glamorous about it like and the amount of trauma that these people come back with and then they're just like oh well here's all these pills that have like black box warning for like suicidal thoughts like or you know what i mean like and they're just like toxic pharmaceuticals that like these guys like it's not helping them you know what I mean and then they're drinking usually on top of it or you know what I mean it's like Mm. you shouldn't you can't mix those things but it's like that military life kind of like that's just they're they're heavy drinkers most of them like you know so and when you just have all that like I guess just like I don't know like love like it's just burden like all the Mm -hmm. time you know like how do you just deal in the real world with regular people and I think that's why like people would just stay in because they just don't even know how to, you know, come back to society after like seeing the horrors of war. And yeah, they give people no like, recourse. Little kids and like, mm. okay, little boy, you can go to war. Like, that's just horrible. All right, guys. Um, I'm absolutely thrilled with the uh, show's new sponsor. Um, I am now sponsored and uh, have an affiliate through LMNT Electrolytes. Um, I have used these electrolytes for years. Um, back when I used to do a lot of fasting, in fact, I used to drink sometimes I want to say up to seven a day, seven little packets. So um, the packets are full of all the electrolytes that you need to perform and hydrate yourself properly. Um, you need sodium for pretty much every single function in your body, despite what um, a lot of people may tell you. Um, sodium doesn't actually cause a lot of the issues that uh, people kind of would have you believe. So um, just real quick to give you a little bit of facts. Um, you don't need sugar to hydrate. Electrolytes and water don't require glucose to pass through the gut. The average American consumes over 60 pounds of sugar a year. And um, when it comes to athletic performance, um, you can actually lose up to seven grams per day in hot climate. So um, make sure you click on the affiliate link below to get all your hydration needs. And like I said, I'm super stoked to have these guys um, teamed up with the podcast and uh, just make sure you get your uh, electrolytes through Element. All right, guys, thanks. Or the, or the draft that they can just yeah. force, they can just force you to like. Yeah, it's, it's a terrifying thought to think that literally at any moment um they could decide that people like me would literally have to go fight over in ukraine or mm-hmm. you know what's probably going to be coming up here soon is taiwan right because if anything happens between china and taiwan and I, I i doubt anything will happen but you see how hawkish they are and it's funny that uh people keep like downplaying it and say oh biden won't do anything he has repeatedly said that he will defend taiwan and even a lot of the republicans are all for this too and this is i've spoken out a lot against the gop people running here because dr oz kathy barnett who is supposed to be this populist right winger their platform literally says we'll like go to war with china i'm like what the fuck is wrong with you and it's funny the people who always advocate for this stuff usually never fought and not that i have either but um they've never fought and i don't think they really understand like people die do you like i don't think they read books and really understand just how gruesome this shit is and like like we've kind of been hitting on already um 
these people come back destroyed to a completely destroyed system that just doesn't care for them at all. So are you really willing to send more men and women over to go fight in Ukraine or Taiwan? Like this, this is of no benefit to anybody here. Exactly. But it's like, we just keep doing it over and over and over and over again. Like, like 20 years in Afghanistan, like that's, that's where, uh, you know, my husband was deployed. Uh, and that's like what, like, you know what, it destroyed him. Like he was like, you know, just an upstanding young man, you know, <laughs> like we got married young, we had posted young. Um, but when you moved down to a military town, we lived in like Camp Lejeune, you know, um, everybody's young and married and like having a baby or whatever, you know, it's like a whole community. But the second that you get out and you like don't have that anymore, I think that's like something the military doesn't prepare them for. And then they also don't have like any kind of support system. Like once they go home, like, oh, you're going back to that podunk town that we pulled you out of because, you know, you're like, hey, I can pay for college or, you know, like whatever ridiculous thing that they fed you that made you like think, you know, this is going to be a really good idea. Um, <laughs> you come and you're like, okay, the VA is two hours away from me or something, you know, what I mean? it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like a three month wait to get in. Exactly. And it's just like, what? Mm. And now like my two brothers, uh, well, I have three brothers. They all were in the military. Um, my oldest brother was in the National Guard. And then my two younger ones, they all joined the Marine Corps. Just uh, like, you know, I have my husband had or whatever. So I just like watch it with them too. And it's just like, it just makes me so angry. Like for, like, for them. And like, I don't know. It's... Mm. It just, it doesn't feel like anybody like in government cares about that at all. They're like, we just need more money, like for the military budget. Like that's all you care about is like printing more money, spending more money, more war, making money for Raytheon. And you know what I mean? It's like, it's just sad that uh, these people are literally just being used as like, you know, Hollywood war machines. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's the absolute truth of it. Um, he, as long as uh, Boeing and Lockheed Martin can make their check, then you yeah. know everyone else be damned. Um, you also kind of brought up the predatory behavior of this. And I've thought about this a lot over the last couple of years, but it, it's really like a cultural phenomena. And this is why I try not to go after police and like, okay, so obviously there's bad cops and not that I wouldn't call that out when it's noticeable, but like people who want to be police we kind of have to understand the motivations. It's the same deal with the military, right? Because you're taught from the time you're young that the people who go into the military are heroes and that the people who go to be police are heroes and that people who are firefighters are heroes. And I respect that mentality, right? Because these people truly believe that they're going to do something good. But the problem is, is that you're indoctrinated and then you're, that indoctrination is essentially taken advantage of and then you're used for war to kill people who just may have an issue or aren't even doing anything illegal right it becomes a program where now you can oppress people and collect tax dollars rather than actually help people and it's a big problem with the public schools because it's a whole you know complex that just turns out good obedient children to either go die in war or go go and pay taxes or go off to um, college to become some woke you know social justice warrior that now wants to teach kids about <laughs> transgenderism well that's like the worst thing because it is just like a cycle because like mm -hmm. you said that third option those kids that want to go to university and turn into the woke teachers well then mm -hmm. they end up becoming teachers and teaching our kids all of the stuff that they learned in like woke college and then yeah 
but I think I think like a, a white pill about that is uh, liberty-minded people seem to be procreating a lot faster <laughs> than the other side. So like, maybe we'll just like outnumber them naturally. Like, yeah, you, know, you know what I mean? A nice peaceful way. We'll just like teach our children how to be like little ANCAPs or something. And yeah, I, I think. I, I think that's the goal. And to it. Yeah, I, I've kind of noticed that. And I did a podcast on um there was an article called Fascist Fitness, and it was basically just talking about how like supposedly alt-right gangs are taking over gyms and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, if we kind of take this to its logical conclusion, if everybody right of Bernie Sanders is an alt-right Nazi, then there's going to be some people who are just kind of right down the middle and don't really care about politics, just go to the gym and just want to be jacked and juicy, right? Okay, good. So more of those people have kids and more people who are liberty-minded are getting jacked and tan as well. And the other side is so pro-abortion and they hate kids. Eventually, it, it does kind of come down to a numbers game. <laughs> exactly and like i mean on i've seen like some crazy videos on like lives of tiktok of like people cutting out their reproductive parts and like having them in jars and like making tiktoks about it like there's there's some like wild uh, (laughs) that's fucking news to me don't go don't go on tiktok lives or on twitter like the lives of tiktok some of those videos on there the people like well, this, I don't know, she was saying that, like, uh, she had, like, a whole bunch of different uh, identities inside of her. Like, a, some of them were male personas, some of them were female. So she went and got this surgery to please, like, the male personas in her brain. Yeah. But the female ones were sad about it. And I was like, well, this, this, like, this is, like, a cry for help. Like, this person needs, yeah. like, serious, like, mental health. And instead, they're like, you are so brave like oh my gosh like they want children to be like saying that they're words i don't even know what they are anymore because there's just so many different genders and sexualities apparently you know what i mean Mm. it's like why is the focus on children though like i don't give a shit what adults do they adults can go do whatever they want you know what i mean like i don't i don't care if you want to go have six wives or whatever like go do whatever you want but like why is the focus on like making sure children are included in these things? That's like right. the weird thing to me. Yeah. It's very, very creepy to see it, the fixation on children. And I thought of, I, I kind of put this together the other day on Twitter. Um, I was uh, with this whole push to show children sexual acts and to teach them about sexuality. Um, it really makes sense why they banned Stefan Molyneux, who was somebody that really brought me into libertarianism with his work around peaceful parenting and how much he was very protective about children. And even like Milo, right? Milo was somebody that kind of really got me into politics. Um, when he started talking about how he was like a 13 year old boy being a gay dude and, you know, getting anointed by an older gay guy, um, Stefan really laid into him for kind of reasonably so because he's like, you're a kid, right? You shouldn't be a child talking about sexual experiences. So when you censor somebody who's very pro, like leave children the fuck alone, (laughs) and he's a a very prominent freedom-minded voice who's very protective of children, of course, you know, why not censor him? Because he's trying to protect the group that we're trying to go after. You know, the, the crazy woke left right now wants to go after your children. They want to teach them about gay, LGBTQ+, and drag queens. And it's so fucking disturbing. But 
to bring it back to kind of a little bit more of an optimistic note, some people see this and they realize this is fucking insanity and they don't <laughs> want to put up with it anymore. Exactly. Exactly. And I think like, I think the majority of people, that's how they feel. I think we're just like constantly fed this like false news stream with like, even on Twitter, like bots, they, there's so many bots and it's like, they try to make it like, they try so hard to make it look like this woke is just the majority of people that think like, you know what I mean? And it's like, they're constantly just trying to like manipulate the media, manipulate the news. And it's, it's scary just like how deep in the system it has gotten though. Like it's like ingrained in like every single subject in, in school now. Like it doesn't matter if you're in math class or if you're in English class, like you're learning like some sort of woke agenda that's like being it's it's just it's like they're so young and you're just gonna like manipulate the youngest just to make sure what that you can have more government power and that the government just you know continues to grow and people keep voting for people that do not have their best interests at heart at all or even give the slightest shit about them uh it's like we need to just homeschool our kids and you know we need to just make sure that they're i don't know protected i guess like i just yeah it's like I don't I don't want my kid to even go Jarvis I don't want him to ever go to public school like no way like I'll just homeschool him um and like you were bringing up gentle parenting and stuff I'm like that's like all these books are up here behind me <laughs> like you know Montessori at home and like all this stuff and the, that that like whole I don't know like I don't understand where that instinct like went in the left because it's mm -hmm. almost like they are so against like hate and making sure everybody's treated equal and all this stuff, but they like are some of the most like spiteful, vengeful people. Like they're the ones who are wishing death on all of us if we didn't get inoculated. You know what right. I mean? Like it, it's just crazy how there's such a lack of compassion, but that's like what they claim to be about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one thing that I kind of got frustrated with some of the uh, people who claim to be right wing, and I believe they are, is that, uh, they kind of use the left a little too loosely. And I know we've kind of said it a lot here, but um, I don't think the crazy woke SJW left is the same thing as like the majority of left-leaning Americans. And I, I pointed this out on Twitter and some people disagreed with me and that's fine. But um, you and I both live here in Pennsylvania, right? We're both in relatively, well, you're probably more rural than I am, but still like, there's union workers who just would like vote for Joe Biden because they couldn't stomach the thought of voting for a Republican. Um, and and these dad, he's a, he, yeah. works for, he works for Halliburton, um, mm -hmm. but he's like this huge Democrat and he loves Joe Biden. Like he, he voted for Joe Biden because uh, he was also in this, the Masons union, like the stone mm -hmm. Masons union. And apparently back in the day, Donald Trump screwed over the stone Masons union. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> God damned! If he'll vote for somebody that fucked over the the or the Mason, Union, you know what I mean. So he's just like a straight Democrat because of that. Mm -hmm. he like loves the union, you know. Yeah, and but he probably doesn't want people fucking his kids. Both. He yeah. lives like up in the middle, and like he lives on private property. He, you know, he likes his Second Amendment. Like yeah. he's not like woke. He just is a different kind of. And I think those are more the like they're definitely more like just centrists basically mm -hmm. you know in the democratic party than woke woke leftists or whatever like 
Yeah. I think like I said social media is just so manipulated that they want it to look like look like that. That's why they have all these bot accounts or like, you know what I mean? Celebrities out endorsing whatever their narrative is. And it's like, mm. but that's still such a small minority of people, like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've tr really tried to bring a little bit more reasonable dialogue to that because I think a lot of people are more like that where they, you know, there are a ton of Democrats that do fucking love their guns and want to live out and be left alone. But like I said, they just think, hey, universal health care is a good idea. I don't mind paying higher taxes. And look, I completely disagree with them on a lot of stuff. And yes, unions are bad because they donate to a lot of bad political actors. But like, you know, if it's like a little privatized union or something like that in Ancapistan. I don't think anybody cares if people collectively, you know, bargain for a better wage or something. And then everybody agrees to, okay, that's fine. But, you know, right now I understand why people are against it, but I, I don't think that encapsulates the majority of the left. So when people say we have to crush the left or the left can't be reasoned with, it's like, okay, you're going to turn off a lot of people who actually would talk to you and would hear you out when you say that, because they may think they're left, even though by like today's standard, they're right or, you know, center left, right? Right. When you just say the left can't be reasoned with, then you just isolate those people unnecessarily. Um, well, that's like, uh, like, like Jimmy Dore. Do you watch Jimmy Dore? No, not really. A little bit. But he's just like, he's like on the left, but like mm. the left comes after him for like not being left enough, you know? Right. <laughs> they're like wait you're still anti-war we stand with ukraine like no 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 like you know what i mean and i think you're right though that it's definitely like not not the majority of that there's still some people that can be reached and even like i know i've been surprised lately actually listening to like other people in the libertarian party that went podcasts and everything and they'll tell their origin stories and i'm surprised at them the number of people that have come from the left yeah. that you know because I just always assume it's like more conservatives. But lately, I think I've like heard a lot more like, oh, I came from the left, you know, or whatever. I was a Bernie bro or something. And uh, now they're like full ANCAP, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. there's only, we can still reach people there. Like, and, and there's so many people that just don't vote at all, that don't like care about politics, that probably believe in a lot of these things, you know, they just don't partake. Or like they're just unde undecided or independent. Like that's the majority of voters from like, you know, the statistics that the government gives us. Mm -hmm. Whether you believe those or not. Right. That's not like, I don't know if you trust <laughs> that. But. Um, so uh, somebody that we were kind of shooting the shit about before uh, we started recording was uh, Monica Perez. Um, what are your thoughts around some of the conspiracy theory stuff? So like I've been kind of digging into this um esg scores and I, I think it's so much to bite off and so much to learn about and i don't know if there's necessarily a solution within libertarianism that really solves this other than you know obviously decentralization but like how do you tackle some of these ngos and stuff like that right now and, and you know i guess let's start with uh what are your kind of thoughts around that because it seems like like i said i think you originally brought monica perez up to me forever ago but um you know I, to the question what's um your thoughts around some of the you know world economic, world economic forum stuff i think um I think they're so like obvious about what they're like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They literally just like talk flat out about a lot of the stuff that they're doing. And then people still act like it's just not happening, you know, mm -hmm. but I think 
the the ESG is like it's like a like a shadowy uh almost like a shadowy government that is mm-hmm. like there to incentivize the company to basically meet the the woke standards that they want you know what mm-hmm. i mean and, well then you're not going to be part of the club anymore and then you know what i mean like you have to and it's what is it like economic economic social uh governance governance yeah, yeah. so it's like I, I don't know like that's what the free market is for like we don't need somebody else to tell us that this company like what this that this company isn't woke enough to be allowed mm. to be you know i don't know there's just so much control in it and it's like mm. this is the problem with like everything you know yeah. and when it's a massive corporation though and you have like all these people working that probably don't even pay attention to that like they're probably just like cashing their paychecks every week and you know mm. in their bills and barely getting by but you know what i mean like so it's not helping the economy like it's not helping these businesses get better because a lot of the times like when companies go woke they go broke so it doesn't really make sense to me like why like why it would uh like why a company would want to be that like or Mm. want to see whether like they have i don't know yeah well some of the stuff that's been going on is uh it's it's so fucked up because if you look at someone like Ryan Dawson or even like Nick Fuentes, who I'm sure we disagree with on a lot of stuff, um, the fact that you can literally like deperson somebody, like you have your assets stolen, you can't access certain banks because of your political opinions or the way that you talk about stuff. Um, it's absolutely insane to me. And it's like, what, what the fuck do you do? Because Look at like Parler, right? Now, this is like a stupid example, but just kind of follow along here. Um, Parler was supposed to be an alternative social media platform. I never got on there because I'm like, oh, well, I'm not going to get any more social media. Twitter and Facebook is like more than enough for me. I don't want to get anything else. But they literally pulled their servers. So it's like, well, <laughs> how, how do you start like a cancel or a counter culture if literally every single time you're like, cut the knees and that's what they seem to do and that's kind of what seems to be the goal with this esg so it's like i don't know what to do you got to fucking crush it or you got to subvert i i don't know i think looking at the economy right now it's like it just looks like it's imploding on itself because their only solution is print more money and then like it just makes everything worse and our currency is literally just about to be worth like nothing you know what i mean like they won't even admit that we're in a recession already Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're like a recession might be coming and it's like have you been to the grocery store like do you see the rate of inflation like uh things are like ridiculously expensive because our money isn't worth anything and the government any policy they come up with or any solution they ever come up with that's all it involves is throwing more money at something and it's like maybe we just like need it to maybe we just need a completely different system like Mm. i I don't feel like there is any like fixing any of this yeah Uh, that's like maybe a black pill but like a white pill at the same time because like just go use bitcoin then or something you know like uh i just think uh the esg and our economy and the world economic forum it's like they're 
they're all obviously working together because they have like this whole plan, you know, and mm. it's like everything they say, it's like you can put them side by side and they're like all repeating the same little catchphrases and words and like, you know, saying all the same thing. So in a libertarian society to combat something like that, it's like, why don't we just like, I don't know. The only way is like to just defund the government. Like yeah, if yeah. we all just stop giving them their our money, what can they do? Like, cause a lot of these big companies like Amazon, they, they get so many subsidies from the government that that's why they're able to like, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. to control all these servers and have these massive corporations that I think in like a free market economy that that, that level wouldn't really be there because mm -hmm. you're not like, there's no, you're not stealing from everybody to give to these people. So right. like whatever they voluntarily can get for themselves. And in order to like, obviously get people to buy their product, They'll have to do what the people want, not like what some crony politician, you know, wants that's funneling money into like Facebook or Google or what Twitter or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's truly bizarre times we live in. And to, to kind of go to like the elites kind of stuff, it's funny that some people thought Donald Trump was going to pull the plug on a lot of this stuff because I think a lot of them like missed the memo. Like this dude was flying with Epstein. He's a New yep. York billionaire Democrat who was hanging out with the Clintons. Uh, there's pictures of him with little girls squeezing their hands. Um, uh, and obviously none of it's definitive, but like Maria Farmer, every single time I've heard her talk, she said, yeah, Donald Trump's guilty too, because she was part of the whole Epstein thing. Um, you guys really think that guy is coming to look out for you? Like he's still shilling the vaccines, getting booed here in Pennsylvania. I mean, they're literally like, I think 10 minutes away from where I work. He pulled out the Johnson and Johnson CEO <laughs> to shill the vaccines and you think this guy if you re-elect him that everything would be good it's it's almost frustrating because i want to like shake some of the boomer mm -hmm. cons that i work with and know and say like he's not going to save you <laughs> yes exactly i've gotten into like so many arguments well de debates i guess with people yeah. about because it's like that's the that's like the craziest thing and that's i, I always listen to the uh to legal you it's like legal man uh mm -hmm. he has the quash his podcast because he says it perfect like that the constitutional conservatives are like the worst ones because like they have all of the right ideas and everything it's like but they still just like have this belief that it's like they just get the right guy in there <laughs> like mm -hmm. and it's like no like how many times are we gonna keep trying this over and over and over again like you want the freedom you want the liberty like you just you know, come look at austrian economics come come look at like you know a real free market like not like bowing down to the state or you know even having a state but uh i think even just like i don't know like so that's like the big thing right like we can't find somebody because anytime they like i don't know anytime anyone gets ahead in the like uh, the duopoly, the two major parties. It's like, I feel like there's somebody that's been chosen and like groomed since they were a child to like mm -hmm. be in the position because their family was a family of politicians or whatever. So even the two choices you get at what primaries, like most people don't even realize how like candidates are chosen. Like, I mean, we're actively involved in like the Libertarian Party here in Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. but like how many people are actively involved in that way in their Republican Party or their Democratic Party? So it's like, 
yeah, you're getting choices in primaries, but like who who's picking those choices for you? Like all these random rich people in DC, like it's not, I don't know. They're not good choices. They wouldn't give you like, they're both the same, like Trump running as a Republican and like people not believing like that he was part of the elite class. And it's like, wait a minute, that's how he got his name. Like, you know, it's like being the super rich guy with like, oh, Trump Towers and like, you know, The Apprentice and all that. And it's like real estate and politics and all that. And like big cities, they go hand in hand. Like you have to be able to get the permits if you want to put your building up. So you got to be shaking hands with, you know, the city council or whatever. And um, this idea that anybody is just going to like come magically, like just fix all of it and save the day. It's like, it's definitely not him like mm-hmm. maybe maybe like something ron paul but like you know not uh not trump like he he he, he had red flag laws bump stock bans like he's the one who signed the executive order that like allowed all of the lockdowns and crazy stuff to happen and, mm-hmm. and they just don't want to like even see that and it's like i mean i think things would be the same because they don't understand yeah. this that trump had during his term is what's like you know contributing to inflation right now like it's not mm-hmm. you know what i mean they think it's biden because like he's in office it's like well yeah but these things aren't like they don't just happen like instantaneously right. you know? like, he printed trillions and trillions of dollars during covid and now we're seeing the effects of that because we don't have an economy that supports that money it's like it came from nowhere <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's it's worthless um but people don't even understand that they don't understand where your dollar comes from they don't know the federal reserve is like so i just think that's like the best thing that we can do that's that's the solution we just like go and tell as many people as we can uh you know about liberty and like maybe maybe we fix it or just raise our kids to be able to do it (laughs) yeah i I think that's kind of the long-term solution unfortunately i i don't know if you're I think at a federal level, you will never fix that. Um, I tend to agree with you that people who become president, uh, I get so annoyed when people say Donald Trump wasn't supposed to be elected. It's like, okay, well, then why the fuck did he? Yep. <laughs> if he wasn't supposed I, to be elected. It's like selected instead of elected in my mind, you know? Yeah. Like, I think, I don't know. I guess I think like at the local level, you probably have, I think you have more say, you know, that's mm-hmm. like where focus should be. But like, for some reason, our like American culture it's like we're so focused on who's the president and it's like but what does he really do like about in your daily life you know like but like what you're paying for property taxes like that's affecting you like Mm -hmm. everything and that's decided by like your little township or city or borough or whatever you know and uh if we if we can take that back and like have people like start paying attention to that and getting involved in that like then we can like that's where we start to like fix all all of these things that have been wrong you know mm-hmm. or just like start dismantling <laughs> dismantling it like if adam kokesh won president and like made it like that's what he was saying last year when he ran if he got if he got elected president he would like just abolish the whole thing and then just like retire the next day mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that would, uh, there'd be a lot of fallout there, but, you know, eventually you got to either rip the bandaid off or figure out what the hell you're going to do. Um, yeah, it's, it's like you said, they're selected, not elected. Um, and when you look at how Trump was in effect and kind of a lot of the stuff that went on, 
And it's funny because he parroted all the uh, deep state propaganda about China too, right? And so it's like he ginned up all these people being an anti-war candidate, but actually killed more people via drone strikes. Um, He didn't end any of the wars. Uh, He escalated some of them and then started raising this he amplified the uh, China hawkishness because there was an Asia pivot in 2014 with Obama and uh, Trump had just amplified, especially the right wing base. The right wing base hates China now, right? Everybody's a China hawk. You know, everything's China, 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 China. We got to go to war with China now. Um, And then obviously the left pushed him on Russia because, you know, he's a Russian asset, which is ridiculous and completely unfounded. Um, So then he ramps up tensions with Russia. And then what happens? You get fucking Joe Biden, right? But um, basically what I'm saying here is that Donald Trump carried water for the regime the entire time and people act like he wasn't a regime actor. And then what happens? He does all this money printing and then just hands it off and then shuts the fuck up and nobody hears about it. Yes, exactly. And it's like, I feel like I was just thinking, I was just talking to someone about this the other day. Like, mm-hmm. it's like there was a reason we had him portraying to be a conservative right. during COVID. Because, like, if I just feel like there would have been a completely different reaction by the people who just complied. Mm-hmm. Uh, the right, you know, people just putting their mask on and saying, well, you know, I had to go to the grocery store because they told me to or I have to because it's work, you know. Um, or, or being forced into, you know, getting the vaccine that they didn't want or something, you know, um, and it's like, if, if a Democrat was president when Trump was, would Mm -hmm. they have to be like, do you you know what I mean? Like, or would they have been way different about it? So it's like, almost like they wanted him there pretending to be a conservative, even Mm -hmm. though he is a New York Democrat so that, uh, they could pull all this stuff off and like, people would just be like, oh, well, you know. QAnon, oh, we're trusting the plan and all that. Like it's going <laughs> so it's like being just like they're stuck at home. They're not allowed to go to work. Now they're all these boomers are on the internet, you know, and they learn about QAnon and trust the plan and think that Donald Trump is saving the world and mm. rescuing children out of sewers and all this crazy stuff. And the, you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. it's it's like they went that those things like went hand in hand to keep people complacent during that. Mm. Um like entertained in a way like we don't need people getting bored while they're locked in their houses and not allowed to go to work (laughs) um and then for joe biden to come in and you know now they can just blame everything on him but the focus is like not on trump he's looked at as like hey i i paid way less in gas when trump was president Mm -hmm. like things like that it's like what people base their vote on or something you know what i mean like or wish for him back and it's like okay but like no like Look at all this stuff that like actually went on, not what you think Trump did. Like yeah. two different things, like the idea of Trump that people have versus like the reality of like what actually right. happened while Trump was president that they just want to ignore. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. And uh, I, I, he definitely like set himself up, or they set him up to be the fall guy, and it completely worked that way. Because you could just turn around and say, oh, well, look what happens when you have a Republican president or a conservative president, right? Look what happens when you have this right-wing conservative Republican who's so pro-liberty and pro-free markets, even though he wasn't that way at all. Um, His base believed that and the left believed that, but it's pretty clear that he wasn't. But you could point 
to all that and say this is unfettered capitalism because we elect Donald Trump, even though he went along with the deep state every single time and the military industrial complex. Um, you could blame it on that. So that way you could say, well, that means we need Joe Biden, right? Because he's the adult in the room. So we're going to put the senile old man and Kamala Harris in charge. So that way they can kind of rein in this whole mess. Well, unfortunately, the, you know, the stable doors are way too wide open. They were left open overnight and those horses are long gone. So um, kind of the whole point, I don't think there's any kind of rein in the federal government at this point. Um, and to your point earlier, uh, it, it pretty much is going to have to be kind of local stuff, maybe some state level stuff. But federally, I think it's just doomed. You're going to have to kind of, you know, stop, you know, hide away from the pain to the best of your ability. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, maybe we just even start. Well, uh, actually, I was going to bring up uh, have you, New Hampshire. Just like they have a bill uh, that's going to be coming up during session or in the next session that's uh, like to peacefully divorce mm -hmm. New Hampshire from the union. Did you read that? I didn't read it, but I've, I've heard about it. Like they just, uh, I just shared it the other day on Twitter. I think obviously like the Free State Project or something had, uh, you know, posted it, but they're like yeah. going to be here. Sure. It's got like eight sponsors though, mm -hmm. which I was like, Maybe they will peacefully uh, divorce from the union, you know, would that yeah. be something? And we start seeing all this like decentralization, but it's like, hmm, probably not. The government's not going to let that happen. <laughs> like, mm. well, they no, want all so, that. Like, like so many more people will need to like wake up to this. You know what I mean? Like, because mm. that's the other thing about it. It's like, you can't, I don't think it's, I don't think it scales up. I don't think you start at a massive scale and like work your way. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. or, it doesn't just start with like a libertarian, like ANCAP president, just turning everything overnight. It's like, if we just have like these little areas, like my town, it's like already basically like pretty ANCAP. Like we don't have cops here. Crime is super low. Like people, you know, believe in their right to carry and two a and everything like that. So everyone's protects themselves. <laughs> um, and it's like, we, we just we there's a ton of bartering and trading that go, goes on in town you know mm -hmm. like and it's it's so peaceful and quiet and we don't like we don't have to like go to the government usually to like fix any of our problems like when me and andy were on council like andy would be out there like filling potholes in the road himself like wow. you know like as a council member or whatever like not getting paid to do it just like be, and, and when he did that like other people would like stop and be like oh hey you need help like and they would like start and there'd be like five of them out there like like filling potholes you know like working better than the government version we have because we do have mm -hmm. borough employees you know but like it was just like this is exactly what I, like this is proof that like the libertarianism works like people voluntarily like nobody was forced to pull over and stop and help him fill potholes in the road but that's what everyone in town was complaining about so like mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're fine with their tax money going towards that to, you know what I mean? Like to pay for whatever, which is where it came from. It's just the work was like not done by the employees. But um, I see things like that happen all the time here. So it like it's like a huge white pill daily for me in that way. So I know it's like possible. And then to have two people in this little town elected as libertarians where like we were actively campaigning. People know exactly what I believe. Like, you know what I mean? Like they know 
um, that I just believe in like no government and that like I think that people should be left alone and I think private property is the only thing that matters, you know? And um, they voted for us and elected us to do that, you know? Um, so it's definitely possible and especially at the local level, but like anything mm. up from that, it's like, the federal, like, like you said, the federal government is just so outrageous at this point that they've like exploited everything they could, even if you want to say the constitution works or didn't, I don't think so. I, I mean, I like Lysander Spooner. So, um, I think that if there were some flaws because like they worked, it wouldn't be like this. They've like exploited it and it was left so much up to like just a couple people's opinion on things, making it like the law of the entire land, like the SCOTUS, yeah. like it's just like a couple people and like they get to just decide what so like the law is you know what i mean or what it means so i don't know how we uh ever really fix that i think i think as long as you can make sure your town is cool then that's really all that matters and if everybody could go out and make sure their town was cool then like wouldn't it be solved then <laughs> you know we wouldn't yeah. need the rest yeah, it's the uh, 10,000 Lichtensteins is uh, everybody always, I think it's a Hans Hermann Hoppe quote. Um, Kate, I think that is a, a great note to kind of wrap on. Um, I got three questions I ask every single guest before we get on out of here. Uh, what does liberty look like to you? Liberty looks like like what I just explained in my little town, <laughs> Austin, you know? Uh, and, uh, and I don't know, a lot of it is like, I think a lot of it's in your mind too. It's how free you like are going to allow yourself to be like, are, are you going to go out and have a garden in your backyard so that you can like have food? Are you going to like have a couple chickens so that, you know, you always have a source of protein or like, you know, just ways to like, just like make sure that you're not dependent on the government. And yeah. uh, if everybody just like maybe evaluated that a little bit, like we would end up with 10,000 election slides, like, you know, like, so I don't know. That's what liberty looks like to me. Awesome. Well, I really, really like that answer. Uh, what does health look like to you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's a hard one. That's a hard one. I mean, my kids eat healthy. They're all natural. They, uh, nice. they don't take a, they don't take medicine. <laughs> They've never been, my two year old has never been sick. Um, so like, that's what health is to me. Health comes from nature and, uh, it looks very natural. <laughs> like that's about it. Mm -hmm. Nice. I like that a lot. Uh, where can everybody find you and uh, support you? Um, Mayor Kate on Twitter, but I think my handle is like Kate underscore Nicole with two eyes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm Mayor Kate on Twitter. So that's basically it. Cool. All right, Kate. Well, I really, really enjoyed the talk and you will be back on in a couple weeks. And we're looking forward to that as well. <laughs> All right. I'll see you then. Cool. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer.
If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.